Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to the AVFC Faithful Podcast with myself and James. Now, I think we all know what the first thing is we've got to talk about. Without going over an overview of what we're about to chat about, let's just go straight into it. James, you were there. Stevenage at home. Talk to me. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was one of those things that, you know, you don't expect it, but at the same time, you weren't surprised at Villa. Yeah, what is it, seven years in counting now with NFA yep. football? Absolutely mental. And it, it was annoying because... We we were in control of the game for like well until the mistake. I know that you can say like we're only one nil up. You got to put the game to bed and that, but you know we were keeping them at arm's length pretty much and playing at our own tempo. And then loss of concentration, a bit of complacency, and that was it. As soon as they scored um, the penalty, and I was a bit confused at the time because I, I was like looking around. I didn't see Dendonka get sent off, and then I saw him heading into the tunnel. So I was a bit confused. <laughs> I was like, oh. Shit. And then as soon as they equalised from the penalty, that's it. I knew. I just knew they were going to win. In typical yeah. fashion, we just capitulated. And I think it, it taught Unai quite a lot about what he needed to know about the squad, really. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it made it quite clear, didn't it? Exactly where he's probably. I, I'd say a lot of that starting lineup you won't see starting in the Premier League again this season. Unless injuries or, or, or squad fitness permits, yeah, um, I can see he's losing a bit of faith in a couple of members. There, I, I'd be surprised if he ever lets Olsen touch a blade of grass. To be honest, because I I I can't see it personally. But again, you're right. It, it was strange. I was obviously watching it from home, so I had a different view than you. Um, awful, <laughs> some awful commentary, I must say. And, and watching on BBC iPlayer for that, I think I was about four minutes behind you at some stages. It was outrageous. Yeah. Um, but it, no, no, it, it was uh, it was one of those where I, I thought I, I I was close to be honest. Just uh, I was gonna go do the washing up uh, uh, around the eighty eighth minute, but just before the penalty, I thought this is done now. I thought they've had their little spur of the moment. And I turned around, and I was like, "Hang on, that's a red. What's gone on?" And yeah, like you said, it was all a bit of a mess. To be honest with you, I was a bit lost after the game because I I was a bit obviously misunderstood of the double jeopardy rule. But I thought apparently he's given the red for the shirt pull. Not the tackle, yeah. yeah the penalties, the tackle. Yeah, it it didn't make sense in a way because I mean I think the shirt pull was outside the box. Yeah, it was. But he sent him off for the shirt pull because of it being not an attempt to play the ball. Yeah, so it was a bit confusing, really. But at the end of the day, we that's not why we lost. Yeah, there. yeah. So it, it was like it, de- it was deserved in a way. You know, if you're gonna piss about there, you're gonna get the consequences, whether they're right or not. Yeah, and I, 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 again, it wasn't even just there. We we pissed about that whole game. It felt like you know it, we never felt while we felt in control, <laughs> we never seemed to be a side that wanted to actually. Uh, I think we showed them so much respect that we forgot that we're a team that deserved the more respect. To yeah. be honest, we were yeah. we didn't. I was mentioned it. We, we didn't pass them to death, which is what a Premier League side normally does to a League Two side. First gear, no, which is bad. Because yeah, you need to with these sides. Yeah, it's because that's the thing. Because they were playing five at the back. I think it was something like a five-three-two. So you know you've got to you've got to work them. You've got to move the ball a lot quicker than we were. I mean, I, I understand what our way of playing is under Emery. It's a bit it is pragmatic, and we we tend to start the first half with a bit slower, and then we'll come out second half with a bit of a higher tempo. It's like we're working teams out. But against, obviously, Stevenage, and, you know, no offence to them, but we should be starting with that high pace and prove that we're the Premier League team. I mean, we should have just took a really, like, aggressive start to the game, and it wasn't really like that. It was just strange. It was just... I've never felt so in control and so out of control at the same time. 
I, I mean, yeah. the only way I could describe it is I felt like a Villa fan, as I've always yeah. felt. Like I feel like if maybe if we were even falling up, I probably would have felt a bit dodgy. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's seven years now. I mean, the last time we went through was only due to a replay. That was against Wickham. Yeah, I and then we went. Okay. Yeah, and then we went out four 0 the next round so uh, it's not like we've got a particularly great record in the most recent times and somebody put a tweet out unfortunately I haven't got it in front of me to credit them but they were saying that they spoke to a coach and they said that Emery used this year's Cups as a sort of squad showcase should we call it where he wanted to see what he got and how they played and that maybe next year's the year for the Cups and he was trying to sort of see not sort of weed them out but actually get a, a gameplay sort of know-how about them yeah obviously it's disappointing for all of us you know we, we were chatting about it before the end of the podcast last episode you know about well i think we both decided we were walking on wembley green at one stage yeah. which is uh obviously a shame but you know it's it's one of those that unfortunately we can't really handle when we've got players that either can't decide to tackle properly on the edge of the box can't save anything or, and the one I want to mention most, is that pressing for Molly Watkins is might be the worst I've seen for a professional football player. It's just baffling to me that they were free. They was free on the edge yeah. of the box like that. It, I just can't get my head around it. it like it, That stuff doesn't even happen on FIFA. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, the whole crowd could see the short option was there. And they just didn't get out to him. And, you know, I mean, Watkins' attempt to get out was lazy. But, I mean, he was the only one that got out to them at the same time. It was... yeah. All, all of them just weren't good enough. No, it's hard to think of anyone that had a good game. Yeah, I think no, um, no, really stand out. You could probably no. say Sanson, maybe, but that's probably because we haven't seen him in so long, and there was a low bar for the rest of the squad to shine a bit, like apart from. Yeah, it's also shock, really, isn't it? I mean, I can't imagine you're, you know, being able to see him in the flesh. I, I thought he didn't exist after a while, personally. I thought he just existed in media pictures, <laughs> and it's just just got so used to not seeing him. It was, it was a nice change. Uh, I think I think another main talking point that people wanted, were chatting about was was Coutinho from that game, yeah, and his audacious efforts. Should we call him that? Yeah. Of shooting every three seconds. I mean, I don't know what you thought watching it there because I was screaming at my TV, just go stop. You know what I mean? Like, I believe the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different answer, yeah, yeah. or outcome. I, 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 I mean. I got to know your opinions because that was wild to me. I've never seen someone shoot so much. It was it was like he, he was trying too hard that game and he was overthinking it instead of simplifying it, which if, if you master the basics against any team, like you, you're going to get somewhere. You know, you surround it with the, the rest of your ability and you, you, you're laughing. But he was just the whole game. His whole game for me was summed up with one part of the game. It, it was a nice little faint turn that he did and the crowd went, ooh. Mm. He passed it straight to a Stevenage player and then they went, uh, <laughs> and that summed it up. And I, I'd, I'd love nothing more than for him to find a bit of form fit in somewhere in this squad, but he just seems to struggle. I don't know if it's fitness, I don't know if it's confidence, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I mean, none of them really played well anyway. So it was, yeah, I mean, obviously that team doesn't tend to play together. So there's a bit of a, you know, a rusty dynamic to it. So you, you are probably going to have a lower tempo and a bit of sloppiness, but still they're at a level that they should be beating Stevenage still really. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just, I, I could say I, I was very angry at the end of it, but then the laughter came and it was just disappointment more than anything. It's just that sinking realisation that once again, we've, for lack of better words, bottled it yeah but one thing we didn't bowl was the signing of Alex Moreno yes and I thought we'd go straight on to it let's forget about Stevenage you know unless they win the FA Cup in which case we could say we lost to the winners it's gone now 
the fact we've got Alex Moreno this quick and ready for tomorrow, which I think was well today when you guys are hearing it, but I, I think that was quite poignant. And, and I think there's a reason behind it. I do think he does start tomorrow personally. What's going We had this chat on, on Sunday, <coughs> Saturday when we recorded Sunday about Moreno as a player. Now yeah. he's a Villa player. Why is it that he's the world's best left back? Well, first of all, he's probably the world's most handsome left back. Um, yes. Second of all, he, he does fit. If this is the system that we're going to stick with, he really does fit it. He's he's going to be the width on that left-hand side. Um, he was saying it in his interview. He's got pace. He likes to get to the byline. He likes to beat his man. He likes to get the ball across the, the six-yard box. And that's something that we don't really have. It tends to go out wide, and it's an aimless cross into the box to a target man that we don't have. So someone that's a little bit more precise works his space before he crosses it. It's going to come in handy, especially the fact that he's got that bit of pace. And not only that, when off the ball, obviously, when we're, when we're defending, he's a solid defender. He, he, is prob- he was probably one of the top five La Liga left backs, to be fair. So I think for, what was it, 12, 13 million? Yeah. I think it's a decent price, that is. So yeah, I'm really happy with that. It's a nice positive after last weekend. It's, it also helps with the fact that Augustus just got off injured with an ankle injury that was put out today, I saw. So even if he doesn't start, it's a very solid backup and one that you're yeah. not really going to shy away from like, like Ludwig sort of was for us yeah. the only reason I think he probably does start is I mean Shao Felix is currently playing for Chelsea and yeah. I think I think a lot of these players don't really need that time especially if Emery has that belief that he's already an Emery player yeah. probably helps having that I don't, it screams a game where he should be starting against Leeds it's more of a game for a player like that I think I know a couple yeah. of people were chatting about possibly him being a more forward line player. I think you mentioned about it being against a big six team more so, about the fact that you could probably play him up there and have Digne in behind and sort of have the best of both worlds there. So I, I guess he sort of brings that along with him as well. Yeah, he's he's handy in that way. Um, I think he'll tend to be more the left back that you know makes up the width in the attack. But I think we could see at times against the tougher teams where we double up at fullback, we could see him and Dean. They'd work quite well together. I think he'd probably be more the, the left mid than the left back then. But yeah, it, it's nice having two good left backs because I don't yeah. think Dean's a bad player. I think he's got his qualities that he can give to us, but I think we need different sort of player to unlock them. But yeah, Moreno is a nice addition and his versatility is going to be very handy. It's just good news really, isn't it? Sometimes it's yeah. nice to just have that more so than anything, just to know that Stevenage was followed by, I think we, we both agreed that we saw an incoming coming this week anyway, but I was just yeah. surprised by how quick it was. And yeah, it's just, it's nice to have something nice to talk about. I mean, I think yeah. since we're, we're hot on the transfers now, why don't we just slide straight into the new rumours? Obviously, I think we all sort of knew Jao Felix was actually never really going to come to Villa, despite the fact yeah. we were going on about it in that group chat before beforehand I think we all knew you know the back of our minds is probably not realistic but yeah. we were having this chat yesterday we've got a, a secret admirer in Gerard De La Feo I think uh you know like in Alex Moreno's post about joining Villa so that's maybe yeah. one to keep an eye on what do you reckon yeah I, mean, I think we saw he doesn't tend to like most of Moreno's tweets or he doesn't tend to like air tweets and he's liked them so it's uh, one of those isn't it we keep an eye on it it'd be a player that suits the system that I think he adds qualities that we don't have I mean I know people will mention his age but I mean it's not it's not even a, a rumour yet but he's a player that I'd be very happy with he's one of the top creators and scorers I think in Europe at the moment and he's really hit form for Udinese so yeah yeah, we'll see what comes of it. I don't know how busy we're going to be for the rest of the window. I think it all sort of depends on if we can shift players and if any players become available that we, we you know, that we actually want. So yeah, it's it's going to be a, an interesting couple of weeks. 
it's different, isn't it? Because I think we were so used to having the summer where we sort of had this idea of an unlimited war chest and to come yeah. into to January thinking, oh, we're going to have to. But I think that's what stopped us at the end of, you know, why we ended up with the Dendonkas and, and the Bednarics was because we simply didn't have the funds because of that. We had the Gilberts, the Sansons, and you just got the wages yeah. as well. Like if the reported wages coming out are true, the likes of Luca Dina are on insane wages, really. And for... Yeah for what we're getting out of them and what means we probably won't get back from them. It's just, yeah, I think that's, like you said, it's a stumbling block and when we're going to feel, I think, for for these three weeks remaining. Yeah. Again, it is interesting because, you know, there's so many different players that are sort of coming out of the woodworks as ideas. Obviously, I, I, (laughs) I see these names and I just think that's definitely one for James to chat about. But then like Gwen Doozy comes up and it's yeah. just it's just a conversation starter for everyone that knows the name because I've got this idea of a player that I absolutely detested. Yeah. Because he didn't play for me. And yeah. I know and I sat there the other day and I thought, you know what, you're actually that's what people feel about Debu, but are they? Yeah, yeah. People yeah, hate yeah. him. But I don't. He's a Villa boy. So I think that's an interesting one because we don't I don't think we have anywhere near enough of those players that are just gonna go all out for the badge and all yeah. out for the manager and just leave it all out on there. I can't say yeah. there's too many diehards on that pitch for our team as much. I'm not but saying they don't care, but yeah, there's a difference between caring and that, isn't there? Yeah, these sort of players are not afraid to, you know, be a master of the dark arts and stuff. You know, the top sides all have them. You've got to have all sorts of things in your locker to win games. And a player like Gwendy, I mean, he has matured a bit. He's, he's cooled a bit since that stint at Arsenal. Because I remember he did used to sort of annoy me, but it's because he's like Zahar. He plays on the edge and yeah. because passionate about his game. Other than that, in general terms of his quality, he's, he's become a bit more of a complete midfielder. He's still obviously got way more room to improve. He's only 23. It's just really looking at it. He's a, he's a Champions League club that are doing well and the price as well. So it'd be an interesting one to, to keep an eye on, but he's 100% someone that I'd, I'd love at the Villa and he'd fit in well. Yeah, it's just something I think we've never really had and something we're missing out on in the middle of that pitch. I'm just <laughs> going to do a sidetrack. So I, think, I think we've both got it on in the background at the moment, but Willian's just done exactly what we miss in our team. And that's having yeah. someone that can beat a man and then put a shot in. And the, the goal he's just scored for Fulham, whilst not being the most gorgeous goal, it's the exact sort of goals we do not score enough of. Yeah. And I think there was a couple of players that were going around in the in the what I like to call the writers group chat, um, which many may roll their eyes at. But you know, it, it, we, we were chatting around some names earlier, and their names I'm not mostly sort of connected with. Um, I'm probably going to pronounce them wrong, but Beto or Beto. And Lee Kang in. Yeah. We, we might have a little chat about Lee Kang last week. I can't remember if that the dates lined up. But yeah. have you got anything on those two? Because I'm I'm hoping you do. Basically, right towards the top of my list of forwards that I'd love to sign. Oh. He's, uh, he's a bit of a unit, but he's a quick unit. He's an agile unit. You can play into him or you can play him in behind. He's a physical presence that we don't have up front, but he's not like a Wesley. You know, he's got more to his game. I'd love him. I think Southampton are linked with him, and I'm pretty sure Napoli were looking at him in the summer as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love for us to be in for him, but I, I know he's one of those players that probably won't be on our radar. I think we probably would be more likely to see Dale Lafayette. Um, yeah. But, yeah, better, I'd, I'd love. Um, and then Lee Kang in, he's got that technical quality where he can beat a man with his dribbling. He's got like a, a quick yard or two of pace to beat someone as well. He's also good at link-up play. So there's a couple of ways that he knows how to beat his man. And his technical is the way that he strikes a ball. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. He hits them well, but they're placed as well. So he's a player that I'd like to see us being for as well. 
and he's he's quite versatile. He could play out wide or he could play one of the forward roles. And I think his release clause is seventeen million euros. So for a player of of his quality, a young age, I think that'd be a snip. It's definitely the sort of signing <laughs> that I'd be very excited at them making. And yeah, yeah it, it's. It's just one of those markets now. I think, we, yeah, you've already said it, but it's difficult to sort of judge where we're going to move on. And yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, I'm not going to be an FPL lyric here, but maybe we don't make any more permanent signings this uh, this window unless we move on. We've got to move on, I think, to at least two players. Yeah. And I, I do think, judging by his complete absence everywhere, I do think Nakamba could be, if there's anyone that comes in, just gone as soon as possible. I think he's definitely been bomb squatted a little bit. And yeah, I think obviously Sanson's at uh, Sanson. I think obviously Gilbert's going to be the one to really go, uh, which is, again, I'm not even going to say it's a shame at this stage because I think we all know there's a reason why he's as absent and aloof. Yeah, the three managers. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's no hiding as to why, whereas Sansa yeah. may be a bit different because we've definitely seen him more now. Yeah, with he's, Gilbert, there's nothing, is there? Off, I think it. I mean, there was a, I think it was Villa report that tweeted that uh, he looks like he's likely to go out on loan in the next few days. It was just, is it to Strasbourg or someone like that? Sounds yeah. like the right sort of side for him, to be honest. Yeah, I think that he will go out on loan. I think Gilbert will go on loan or permanent. And then I do think the Canberra will either be January or this summer, I think. Yeah, uh, one of those things. Like Gilbert annoyed me because I think he he, he was all over social media talking about his game time, but at the same time he sponged off us. He didn't want the move because he wanted his wages. So I, I don't like that. And no, buy an have cake and eat it too. So that is a that's one that I just want it to get over with now. Get him out the door. Sanson and the Camber. I don't think they're necessarily bad players. They're just they're either not good enough or they're not right for this team. So they need to go somewhere where they're going to play and you know off air wage bill. That's a sort of necessary out that we need to happen for us to bring players in. And there's an interesting rumor going around about cash, isn't there, to Chelsea? Yeah, I was I was I want to say bemused by that because I don't think cash's story sort of ends now with us. No. I, while I think I do agree with the majority, which is that he has not been great for some time. He's been okay. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously quite notably found out sometimes by bigger teams and by, by especially quite very tricky left wingers. But I think there's this uh, there's this idea that perhaps he could be played further forwards. I think Emery seems to have adopted that idea. It didn't end well, let's be honest. It, yeah. it wasn't the prettiest sight, was it? It was, it was Wolves at home. But I think there is a future for him still. And I think he's got a bit more to show than what he's got at the moment. And if a team like Chelsea is still in for him, there's got to be something they're seeing that's in there that they seem to think... I know they've got a bit of a wild transfer strategy at the moment. Um, yeah. There's no hiding that. But he does seem like there's just something under there that we haven't quite got. Or he hasn't quite unlocked in himself that, that will come out. And I'm not in it. Personally, I'm not in a particular rush to get rid of him because yeah. I don't see what the game plan is then because whilst Ashley Young's been tremendous for us and he doesn't show a sign of slowing you just don't know it could just happen and then yeah. we've got really nothing and then we are correct crying for Gilbert to come in and I think exactly we're just right back where we started really aren't we so yeah, yeah it's uh one of those um I think I don't I wouldn't say we're desperate to get rid of him I think if Chelsea came in with a good enough bid and we had a replacement lined up I think it's a different story but it's not one of those players that I'm like oh bin him off it's just that I'm not sure if suits that right back role if ever can get the best out of him somewhere else or if he, he can improve his ability on the ball then we'll see but currently young is playing that role better but 
he's not the long-term solution. There's so many parts of this squad, I think, that we either need a different sort of player in depth that's good enough to start at the same time as what we already have. That, that That's what we're looking over the next few windows, really. It's not just a two-window fix. So we've got to be realistic at the same time as being ambitious of what we need and what we can get. Yeah. Um, at the same time as we have to trust the coaching of Emery over the next well we've got to be patient with him in general it's not really a you don't really say a, a time frame at the moment we just want progress top half's progress and a cup run would be nice and then challenging and yeah it, it's it's got to be a steady process and I don't think we need to rush it like we tried to after after Jack and Dean went yeah it's a uh, it's definitely a marathon not a sprint at the moment and it's it's one to uh it's one to think about all the time and i i think the final bit i wanted to end on was uh, obviously i was a keen admirer of, of dan juma and i thought that was a shoe-in and for him to not really be strongly linked to us i think yeah. says it all and i think yeah. if emery doesn't want him and there's been no such because i'm under no illusion i think if bournemouth can get him we could get him especially on a loan to buy i don't think that would be a problem for us it's clearly a reason there that emery doesn't think he's what we need and isn't what he once which that's fine for me you know that that works if yeah we've got to trust it because uh, i don't think there's a world in which we actually lose a bidding war with bournemouth i no. don't think that's the maybe with everton you could argue that, that there's a possibility there because of just pure financial ability of them because they, they probably could just do loads on wages aside from us but i don't think bournemouth have got that capability especially with a you know nine thousand seat stadium or whatever it is yeah. so it leads us perfectly on to a game where I'll be honest, it feels to me more like a derby than the Wolves game, and that's Leeds. Yeah, um, I know you mean. Yeah, I, I've just got this, and I'll be honest, just this resentment towards them. And I think it obviously comes from that game in the championship. And it yeah. comes from the fact that their fans are the first, well, closely beaten by Newcastle fans to anything about Villa. Um, I think I see more Leeds fans in my mentions than Blues, to be honest. It's yeah. going to be a tough game because they've decided to come into a little bit of form again, just when we've dipped a little bit. I think that Villa Leeds and Newcastle fans don't like each other because we're quite the same. We're, we're a bit boisterous. Yeah. We are very opinionated. We're naive in our opinions and we will stick to them. And I think oh, that's yeah. why we clash. Um, and like, I sort of like them in that way. And at the same time, it makes me dislike them. But the, <laughs> our games against them are always interesting. That one in the championship always sticks out, but the 3-3, was it last season? That's a game that still sticks in my memory because of how frustrating it was. You know, oh, yeah. Conceding early and then, you know, scoring three goals in a half and then letting it slip, losing a, a man. It was, I think it was Conte that got sent off. It was just one of those games that it always stands out to me how annoying it was that we just folded again. So I, I hope that what we see tomorrow is a bit more organised, quicker tempo. You know, we take the game by the scruff of the neck. And we give the home fans something to cheer about, something positive to go in with on a Friday night. Yeah, you want you want to see the sort of well, the sort of game that you were expecting on Sunday, really. But yeah, I just I just want to see them get straight into them, really. Not nothing too yeah. ridiculous, but I just I just want us to smash them. That's all I care about, really. It's quite personal at this stage, it feels. But you know, I don't I don't want to make it that way, but. Yeah, it's just one of those teams. It is, yeah, like you said, that they are so similar to us. The only difference is the atmosphere at our yeah. home grounds. What, yeah, I, I think uh, you might be able to comment on this a bit more. You've been there more recently than me, but um, 
the, the commentators actually joked and laughed at the Villa fans for the lack of atmosphere in that game against Stevenage, saying how usually they make a bit more noise and the Stevenage fans were in fine voice and the Villa faithful were not. Yeah. It's, it's something that a lot of people, a lot of season ticket holders have been complaining about for a while. And it, it's good to see uh, the North Stand Syndicate. If you're on Twitter, you've probably seen them jotted around now. They're getting quite a bit of traction. You know, I think um, I think we both have already gone straight over. We, we've popped them a little follow. And, you know, while I'm not at Villa Park and unfortunately I can't contribute to the to the noise, I'm spreading their message wide, loud and clear because it's what we need. And um, people may mock it and people mocked Arsenal for doing theirs. And, but look at the change in their atmosphere. Look at the change in their fan base. It's, yeah. it's positive and, and that's the only way you can look at it. If it's not going to improve by doing nothing. So, yeah, yeah you were there last. You know what? You're going to have to let me know what it sounded like. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a shame that it has taken a group to try and revive the, the atmosphere. And I know it's a two-way street that you want to see something on the pitch that gets you off your seat as well. But at the same time, you, you know, you're the, the 12th man in the crowd. Stevenage game, it was one of those that I didn't expect it to be, this rip-roaring atmosphere of Premier League game or a derby or an final i expected it to be a little bit more like karma but i still want it to be a bouncing a bit more than it was i mean when the lads walked out on the pitch you know there was a two or three chance and then after the first whistle really there wasn't much nothing makes it past half of the trinity road stand really um, no. You can hear people in the halt trying to get a chance started, but it's really half-assed. Um, it, is, it is a shame, you know. As I said, it is a two-way street, but I'm happy that there is a group that's trying to start up, I think, for when the North Standies develop the new one. And hopefully it leads to maybe more groups in other stands and it leads to a better atmosphere again because if Villa Park's a fortress it would make a difference having the fans behind is a huge thing so we can we can hope that it does make a difference but yeah everyone I suggest follow North Stand Syndicate if you're on Twitter keep up with what they're whatever they're doing over the next couple of years and and back their message as well definitely yeah well you know there's there's not too much more to be said on Leeds because they're not worthy of my time but you know they're uh, (laughs) I told you it was personal but yeah, it's um it's going to be interesting. Obviously, I I think I'm personally I'm expecting Moreno to start. I don't know if you'll you know some people are you know probably think it might be a bench sort of game. I'm I'm not certain. I just I'd like to see him start. I think it's more just a, a personal preference. Um, yeah. You know who knows? They might just be startled by the handsome man in defence and just falter completely. Is because as you yeah. mentioned, it's uh it's quite certain to look at really. It well. Is. It, it, well, yeah, and we, maybe that's our transfer strategy from now on. Who knows? They, yep. they, they, yeah. have a, they clearly have a, a sort of eye for talent that side, but hopefully uh, we can see a bit more from him because... Yeah, the just, uh, the idea of if, if we're shit, at least they're good to look at. Sells kits, doesn't it? Sells yeah. kits. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, the, the line-up, I expect mostly the, what we usually see. I think we will see Young at right back because Cash is out, isn't he? I think yeah. Corey's a big doubt. I'm really unsure about Moreno and Dean, but I could see Moreno starting. Yeah, and then it's midfield. I think we'll see Kamara, Louise. I think we'll see JJ and Buendia. And I also think that we'll see Watkins and Ings up top, which will be interesting. But I'm, I think he might try and gain Bailey's confidence back again with an impact um, sub. So we'll see. But I just hope that they approach it with a bit more aggression from the start. Definitely. it's gonna. I don't argue with any of the selections, to be honest. It's, yeah. It's, um, but I, I, yeah, I, I'd like to see Watkins and Ings up. Watkins playing that Bailey role. I'd quite like that. It'll be a good one. Obviously, I think we're both watching from home. I assume you are. Unfortunately, I did look for to see if there was any like tickets 
together with my family again but most of the time they're just singles dotted around um and it's not something i can always afford anyway so I just no. can't keep my eye out, so... Yeah, I'm always keeping my eye out, but, yeah, p- paying with one client reference as well is a pain. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't really fancy going up on my own. Um, yeah. I don't mind going, sitting on my own, but it is going on my own then. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, after work, it's, it's hard to, to convince that. But, well, look, it's been a great time again, James. You know how much I love these chats, really. I, I just put me, them up, me. really. This uh, It's more so for my benefit. <laughs> Brilliant. It's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. I can... Uh, I think uh, straight away before we leave, uh, I'm going to go 4-1 Villa tomorrow. Oh, that would be absolutely great way to start the weekend. I'm going to go 2-1. They score first and we, a bit like the Brighton game, and then we score two. I like it. I like mine better, but I'll take yours still, as long as we yeah, get a I win. Yeah, 4-1, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. All right, well, thank you, James. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you guys All have right. enjoyed listening too. Welcome back again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Up the Villa. Up the Villa.